sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides. And that is Tom Sides. How you doing, mister? I'm exhausted. How are you? I am not that exhausted, but I'll tell you this. I, for some reason, the last two nights in a row, I don't know if, like I've told you a little bit off and on, I dream lots. The last two fucking nights in a row, nightmares both nights. And Hold I'm on. Like, what's that? You, you, you dream knots? Lots. Or dream lots? Lots. No knots. I would dream okay. knots because I don't mind tying knots and untying knots, but I haven't oh. yet dreamt about that. Okay. I was I was about to ask you to explain what the fuck is a dream knot. Yeah. Okay, so you are big. You're a big dreamer. Yes, sir. In real life and in sleeping time, but yeah, yeah okay. it was fucked up. Like the last two sleeps, I just woke up like this morning. I got up super early on a day off because I had fucking shitty dreams all night. Woke up and was like, oh, okay, that's enough. I think I'm just gonna get my ass up. It was like six, and I rolled my ass out of bed instead of sleeping until like eight. But such is fucking life. Fucking Yeah. No, I get that. So like. You want to tell me about these dreams or what? Yeah, sure. I'll what give happened? you a little rundown. So the night before, it was our, it was my neighborhood, but it was like a little bit different. And there was a few apartment buildings that don't exist that were in my dream. And my older of my two dogs ran away. And so I was mm-hmm. like running up and down the alleyways searching for my dog and I couldn't find her anywhere. And it was like a panic. Like I woke up, my heart was fucking pounding. It was kind of funny because Cookie was downstairs to wake me up. Like when I woke up, she was downstairs and was like, Hey, uh, good morning. I was like, Come here, baby. I thought you were gone forever. <laughs> so it's not like scary monster. It's like, like realistic yeah, scary, like a realistic. More scary, like psychological. 100%. Yeah. The scary 100%. ones you wake up and you shake off. You're like, Ah, whatever. But the like, I lost my dog and my heart's going to be fucking broken dream was awesome. But you know what? I had like a Billy Madison moment in that dream that I had when I was a kid when my childhood dog got away a few times. You get out there and you find that fucking dog. And that's how I've always felt about it. Like, you don't just stop. Like, and that's how I felt about it in the dream as well. It was like, I don't give a shit if it takes me the rest of my life. I'm going to find this fucking dog. And I was adamant and determined, you, which is the way I am in real life. So You say Billy Madison? Yes. What moment in that? What 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 moment in Billy Madison is? He's reading the he's, children's book. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you find that fucking. Like, like, sorry. Yeah, he's in like. Yep, it all. Reading. Sorry, it just triggered the memory in me right now. Okay. Sorry, that right there, like the when they're reading the story Some about parts the of lost. Movies stick to others. Other parts don't. That was a yeah. like because I had a dog and watched that movie when I was a kid and had the dog and I'd already had the dog run away. That part always stuck yeah. with me. Is like, what do you yeah. mean Timmy can't find the dog? He just sat on his step and cried. No, you get out there and you find that fuck. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. great scene. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm for me. What always stands out about that movie is Chris Farley. That Veronica Vaughn. She's a nice piece of ace. Or the uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, I'm really glad I called that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. Or, uh, or 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 his idiotic rambling, and he just goes. Everyone in the room is now dumber after hearing you speak. <laughs> yeah, there's honestly there's a lot of great great moments in that movie. It was a gem. Adam one of Adam Sandler's best obviously. Yeah, so that was dream number 1. And then last okay. night I was like having work dreams where I was fighting with people and like screaming back and forth and like why 
why do I do that? You know, and it's not uncommon for me. Like often Sunday nights, I'll dream about work and it's just, my brain mm-hmm. is overactive sometimes overactive imagination. Like we both have in certain to a degree, right. It can really generate and work. It's magic on me when I'm sleeping sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I, um, how are you at like, do you ever dream and having full knowledge that you're actually in a dream? Very seldomly. It's funny because in this dream uh, that I had, I had a moment, like they say, you can't read in dreams or it's very difficult and you can't process numbers in dreams. But I was like in my dream trying to get a hold of Crystal using my cell phone. So I was holding my cell phone in my hand and it kept like, I kept trying to touch it, but it wasn't the same as like a cell phone actually works. And so I was like trying to read and like message. I couldn't get through to Crystal. I'm like, hi, it won't work. Like why wasn't this... And so, like, in that moment, I was almost lucid because I was realizing that it should work, but it's not working. And I woke up shortly after that. So, but I, yeah. I have had that realization a few times, not to the point where I can control my own dreams by any means, but. I, I get like the, uh, I'm late for school or I didn't do the homework dream yeah. every once in a while. And then it dawns on me in the middle of the dream. Hold on a second. I'm in my thirties. I don't go to fucking school anymore. That's interesting. And it's. And it's like, and then everything's fine. And then I wake up and then I go pee and then I come and go back to sleep. Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird how our minds work with all of that kind of stuff. It's such an interesting study. Like for someone like me, I have wild dreams and I have so many dreams that are circumstantial, like an episode of Seinfeld where it's a dream about nothing, which then makes it very possible to happen in real life. You know, like I had a dream, I have a dream where I'm just like talking with friends that I always talk with and we'll be talking about a certain subject. And then a week or two later, I'll be hanging out with those exact friends and a subject very similar will come up and it will jog my memory that I had a dream of it previously. And I'll be like, oh shit, like it's different, but I remember like this very, very close situation to this, which is trippy. Have you ever had memories of like dreams or nightmares that have stuck with you forever? Yes. Yes, I have. Do you have, do you have like the earliest memory of one? When I was like five years old, I want to say, I think I talked about this maybe early on in the podcast. I had a dream where Batman was trying to kill me and I was like running away in a city and I could like jump from building to building, almost fly. But Batman was trying to kill me and his face was like demented and deformed in the way of like a bat's face, but the face of a man still as well. So his skin was like dark. So it was vampire Batman? Like it was fucking scary as hell. Have you ever seen like the Joker Batman? No. I wonder if it looks anything like that. Hold on. I'm going to get you on the screen share real quick. Yeah, sounds good. It was really creepy as like creepy as hell as a kid because we had just watched the original, like uh, the Jack Nicholson Joker Batman movie. You know what I mean? With, uh, keaton is it michael keaton yeah yeah uh we'd watched that recently like within the previous few weeks i was five years old i believe and yeah that that fucking dream stuck with me for years it never made me not like batman which is odd i just i remember the feeling of being pursued by something you can't escape from and that's it was scary it's a scary thought in life at any time another one i remember was uh where i got into a fight with someone like much bigger much older than me as a kid and my punches mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything i would try to punch the person and it was like not even touching them you know they wouldn't they would just smile through it and i was like fuck like 
it was long before I trained in martial arts and I like worked as a kid on having a harder punch because of that dream. I never wanted to be in that situation where if I punched someone or something, it wouldn't work or it wouldn't help. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think having a brother maybe led to partially psychologically to have that dream, having a brother that's five years older than you that can beat the shit out of you and your punches don't do anything against him. There could be a correlation there for sure, but Oh, a hundred percent. Now what I was saying one punch as he knows so when he's listening to this on a nice Monday morning, I'm sure he'll chuckle to himself and think him to himself. Oh, Sean, you know, that's not true. But then deep down there'll be the seed where he's like, yeah, maybe it is true. You like that, <laughs> <laughs> Just well, I'm trying to find this Joker Batman thing. I, apparently if I wanted to share the screen, I need permission and I didn't do that beforehand. So now and I'm thing. not, how about I just yeah. Google? Oh, I, I kind of found it. Hold on. Okay. I'm sending it. I'm texting it to oh, you. Okay, perfect. I was going to say, just fucking tell me what to Google. It's okay. the Batman who laughs. That's what it's called. Creepy. But anyway, uh, so yeah, no, moving on. I don't want to have any more, uh, problems with the podcast so if you're hearing this you're probably like oh so they are still releasing episodes <laughs> because we did have one for last week but then we had some technical difficulties to the point where i had to go to a professional to edit it because it was out of my wheelhouse so yeah we don't like we, you were saying we don't know when this is like this episode is dropping monday hopefully another episode came up before this that you'll be able to hear but Hopefully it does come out, and that's cool. And then you get two episodes this week. Huzzah. And then, uh, or, you know, Sean and I uh, suck at doing this, and we have to reevaluate our life choices. Pretty much. Um, So I looked at the picture you sent me, going back to that very quickly. Not quite, no. He didn't have, like, a smiley face. He had, like, a, a like, I'm going to try to find something that can, like, um, make it seem to you like uh, to paint a picture you ever see batman begins yeah of course so you know that scene where the scarecrow gets gassed and then he sees batman yes did he look kind of like that no do you know what i'm talking like i said if i could draw if i were an artist fuck i would do such a cool rendering of it but it's like almost like an orc actually you know lord of the rings like an orc it's like yes, sir. kind of a darky, scaly, creepy, but no mouth. Like, I don't remember there being a mouth. And I remember the eyes just being, like, fucking terrifying like that of a wild animal. That's awesome. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, I saw this fucking, I don't know, I guess real now they're called. Yeah. Where, where what Frodo would have looked like if he looked like Frodo from the novels. Right. From, or Frodo from the books. And it's just the word Frodo in Times New Roman. It like the word like written out because that's how he looked. That's how Frodo looked in the books. Clever. I thought I was dying laughing. I thought that yeah. was so funny. I like those things sometimes when you're just like, you didn't have to do that, but you did, and I'm gonna appreciate yeah. that and fucking laugh yeah. at it because that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, <clears throat> that's pretty good. So what else is going on? What's on the What's on the docket with Sean? Are you ready for a long-winded furnace story? I I've it doesn't sound as it. exciting as what like it thought it would when I spit the words out of my mouth. But let me just tell it to you. Sit down. And- I just want to start off by saying, there's never been a story about furnaces that I've never thought was long-winded. 
<laughs> Some of them really, really blow. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, that was a good little joke blowing error because the furnace. Yeah, we got it. Everyone, I there were kids that were born on the day of the release of this podcast. I get it. I didn't want to rob you of that. Anyways, so Tuesday night we're watching the hockey game, hanging out. And the house feels a little bit chilly. Crystal goes and looks at the thermostat, realizes that the temperature is dropping when our furnace is actually turned up high. So there's a fucking problem. We go through the rigmarole. I run and check it. I FaceTime my plumber and say, hey, this is fucking happening. What should I do? There's an error code that says, like, you need help. You Like, furnaces are pretty fancy. They have, like, a little beeping system. And when you take the cover off of the furnace, you can then count the beeps. And there's a legend telling you how fucked you are, basically. And so I looked and was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty fucked. So I, I we ended up calling some furnace guys in. The guy comes in and he quotes us some outrageous numbers because it's late at night. And in order for him to fix it, he's going to have to get the shop to open up in order to get parts. So we say, okay, fuck it. We'll make it through the night. We have a couple small heaters, whatever. So we set up some heaters. We make it through the night. The guy comes the next day for a much better rate, fixes the problem. But while doing it, he says, hey, have you guys had your, your vents clean lately? And we're like, we talked to Jean and she's had it done once since 1962 because they didn't really believe in it. So the guy's like, yeah, it's not a fucking, you need to do it. It's a, you have to do it or your fucking house is going to burn down because there's so much shit in your vents. So we're like, okay, whatever. We fucking uh, get the vent cleaner guys in the very next morning, same company. So they come in, they do a great job. They get all the vents cleared out. They leave. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, the house seems like it's a little chilly. I'm going to go turn it up. So I go over to the thermostat. It's already turned up high and the temperature's dropping. I'm like, what the fuck? We just had it fixed. So they send out a service tech to service to check it all. Turns out the guys doing the vent cleaning clipped a wire in our vent, which is running to the thermostat. So then we call another technician. He comes out, looks, realizes there's asbestos tape on some of our vents, doesn't want to touch anything, says he's got to call the electricians because they're going to have to drill into our wall, run a new wire down through the basement to the furnace. So he gives us a temporary fix where he installs a thermostat right beside the furnace downstairs so that we can still, like, you know, not fucking freeze to death because it's March, but Edmonton's like, hey, you know, you should have some minus 30 days right now because fuck you. Who cares mm-hmm. about spray? <laughs> And so today, finally, after this is the seventh and the eighth guys that have come to our house from the same fucking company, the electricians come and they run the wire. We get a new thermostat out of it and everything is fucking fine and dandy. Luckily, it was at no charge beyond that point because they fucked up. But goddamn mm-hmm. it, when you don't have heat in the winter, it's a pain. You realize the shit when you, that you need that stuff. Dude, I survived the 98 ice storm. I know all about that. <laughs> But yeah, so that's my uh, long-winded furnace story. It took a while to get out, I know, but I had to tell it. It was a lot of frustration, but also not, because what the fuck do you do? Why are you going to get mad over shit you can't control? How are you with things you can't control? Like, be honest. Like, are you actually good at it? Yeah. I Honestly, I've taken punches in life, and you just have to swallow it. You just got to roll with it. You can't, like, take it too deeply. I have moments, like, I'll get mad where I'm like, motherfucker, and I get so angry and, like, want to do something and then i just have this point in my head where i'm like hey sean take a fucking deep breath bud it's not worth it it's not that important things are gonna be okay like i I have a way of talking myself off that ledge you know what i mean 
mm-hmm. depending on the circumstance and the situation, of course. I'm just saying, like, there is certain things in life where you just nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you just got to pay that bill, eat that punch, you know, whatever it is. That's life sometimes. But yeah, no, I I agree. I'm I'm pretty good at just like if it like if it's something I like it. it it's not my fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just life. Oh, fuck. This happened out of nowhere. Well, all right. Yeah. Like, this is just, all right. Let's just carry on here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've had like, a there's few a of those lot of moments. There are certain, like, another ex- example of a different direction where I don't have patience for that, those, like, things that happen in life. When you go to Costco and you shop, you get there and there's, like, an extra 25 people in each line instead of, like, three or four. Then I'm like, even though it's out of my control, I can't really do anything about it. I still let that fucking boil my blood like you wouldn't believe. And I, I don't know how to talk myself off that ledge. I just know that how frustrating that is. So when I see it, I'm just like, motherfucker, and I get mad right away when I shouldn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, I guess. It's one of the things, you know, you got to always evolve. No, but, like, sometimes you got to get that out, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, you're upset, but it's also something you can't control, but that doesn't stop the feeling. But I feel like if you go and, ah, motherfucker, just helps you get it out of your system, then that, like, probably stops you from, like, punching a stranger, you know what I mean? No, and that's true. That's just the way life I just thought of that example where I maybe don't, I'm not always cool-headed when it comes to those things. But, like, I don't know, when it comes to your health or when it comes to other people's health, when it comes to just, like, things in life that are completely outside your control that when bad things happen, you know, you mm-hmm. just have to roll with the bunches. Do you do your best to try to move on? Yeah, no, that's good on you. I'm happy that you're able to keep your rage in check. Yeah. It's fun. been fun, like quitting smoking over the last oh, like 11 months now. Um, I've had a few moments. Won't stop bragging about it. Jesus. <laughs> People that don't smoke don't get how big a deal it is. It, I don't. It, every every episode, you know, I've quit smoking. Fuck, you know what? I never started. You don't hear me fucking talking about it, Sean. <laughs> it's a really big deal. It's like kicking. I have I have not smoked longer than you have. That's true. Quit fucking being a baby I, about I it. Never got tempted by those kind of things. No. That just means another thing I'm better than you at, and you don't hear me bragging about it. I'll let you have it. You're right. You are better than me for never having started. I I am so humble. You are. <laughs> humble Tom. They often call him that. Um, no, Go right, on. Tom. You were bragging. What's that? Go on. You were bragging. Yeah, just simply saying that um, I've had challenges of that blood boiling points during the mm. time period of having quit smoking patting myself on the back while doing it great job sean it's a big deal fuck tom and what he doesn't say i don't care um but yeah no it's one of those things that uh you have to learn to control your rage otherwise you'll kill people yeah, oh definitely um so like i live i don't live i work where i train people for to do this job that Did you is... say airplane people airplane people yeah yeah sorry it's not trains. It has nothing to do with trains. No, I train them to work around airplanes. Right. Can we just say As we in, airplane them? Well, I instruct them. Can we go with that? Yeah, okay. I, I just don't like trains them. being involved when it has to do with airplanes. It doesn't make any fucking sense to people. Well, the, the, the department's called training, Sean. I don't know what to tell you. It's not called instruction. Can we say educating and 
instructing any other I'm not a teacher. Okay, my job is to instruct people to work around aircraft. How's that for you? Thank you. We can move on now. God, that was so much longer than your long-winded fucking (laughs) furnace story. Um, Where, but like, I have this issue where I like I want to be cool and funny and like chill with everybody. However, I need you to know how serious it is to work around these things like this is like a fuck up could kill you Mm -hmm. so i i tend to get angry and share my rage with people when they come close to dying yeah or or put themselves in harm's way after i've like taught them how to not do that and and they like like you ever just see a thing and it goes there's a smart way to handle this and there's a dumb way to handle this this person fucking chose the dumbest way to handle this yeah i see that shit all the time unfortunately and it hurts me to no end but i gotta like i've learned to like I found that like apologizing goes a long way. So like I'll lose my shit in the moment and I go like listen, I don't mean to yell at you. You need to you but you do have to understand that I'm only yelling at you because you're putting yourself in a scenario where you as a person will get hurt. Yeah. And if that doesn't tell tell you how much I care about you, I don't know what will. That's fair. I like that. Like the dad like, it, aspect of like, that. I don't yeah. usually yell at people. I try to educate people from like. A, well, I use it. I use. I, I once I calm down, like I kind of I do the teaching and I calm down. I do explain, like, okay, now remember we went over this, we did this, and we're supposed to do this. So if you see something dumb happening, like the way that they made a mistake up there, <laughs> that doesn't mean you should continue with what's going on. I no, tense you are about that. They're just like, but like oh, fuck, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's the but no. But that's the thing, Sean. They did yeah. know. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I didn't know it wasn't an answer for me because, no, I taught you. I know you know. We've discussed this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. It's tough in those situations. And, and it is. But, like, what, I, what I'm trying to check myself is, like, trying to not lose my shit. But I also need to convey that tone of you need to understand how badly you almost fucked up. Yeah, of course. When it's life and death, you have to make people understand. Like, like I'd rather get that than die. Yeah, right. like I had a guy almost hit the engine of an airplane today, and I had him come here and I asked him nicely. No, no, not today. It was this week. Sorry, I'm speaking of speaking out of school, but this week, and uh, I go, "How did I teach you to drive to the airplane?" And they go, well, we drive straight and we drive straight back. Uh Uh-huh. Good. Why did you turn this really long vehicle right by the engine? Well, someone told me, no, that's not what they told you. I guarantee you that is not what they told you. you, Were you there? No, but I I know who spoke to you and I know exactly what he said to you. Well, what did he say to me? He told He told you to go park that over there. And... You took that as, I better go turn this vehicle right by the engine for some reason, which is not the case. You should have drove it back and then made your adjustments as you needed afterwards. But you came centimeters 
maybe inches, but looked like centimeters to me from hitting the air, uh, engine. And you know what happens if you hit the engine? <laughs> you ruin the day of 200 plus people. And you cost the company so much money that like you will never make that amount of money in the tenure of you working here unfortunately because engines are expensive and replacing everyone's flight is expensive and i'm doing my best i tell you this because i'm trying to check myself in my life where i don't tear a strip off a person however i do need to make it so clear that you never make this mistake again so I had I had to have a second talk with him just so he understood where he was. And every day after class, this guy would give me props. He'll thank you for the day and all this. I finished talking to him about what happened today. And he didn't give me my props. And he just walked out. He took the other door. It's a I was like, story. And I, I know, but like, but that's what it is, man. Like, I take my job seriously, and I also take everything else seriously. Like, like. Like the, the what these guys fail to understand is when they do make a mistake, and if they make a mistake in their first like six months to a year, you know who they come talking to? Me. Yeah. They blame me. They don't blame the person right away. They blame me. Well, did you not teach this person? Yeah, of course I did. But well, why would he think about doing this? I don't know. He's special. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? That's well. Not- why did you pass him to the course then? Because I didn't think he was that special. And then, like, it becomes a whole thing. Sounds like, so, like annoying for sure. Yeah, like, I got to this point where I document everything, where every single time I talk to a person and all this stuff, like, I go, this is why I spoke to this person. This is why I gave him, like, there's, like, a three-strike rule in the training program, which I actually appreciate because... Like, I've worked with people in other companies that just don't fucking get it. Yeah. And um, and they just go, you have a pulse? Well, come on, come aboard. We have, like, a two-day training program, and you just fucking give her out there. And, yeah, no. I've seen I that this in places, yeah. too. It is yeah. better when you have better training, for sure. One of the things yeah. with any business and, like, the sign-off sheets, training sign-off sheets, protect your ass. Because you can yeah. have people, so they sign their name. I literally instructed them specific. It's so easy to print out that sheet and have people sign it instead of just yeah. winging it. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like I'm going to have to like write a document saying, like, like, like I said this, you understood, sign this. Like, yeah. I don't do that. I document in, like, my journal saying, like, I spoke to this person. Oh, yeah. And It doesn't and, like, hurt having the sign-off sheet. It's such an easy piece piece of paper to have to print off in any company for anybody out there listening and then yeah. you proved that they were competent and they agreed to the fact that they were competent then it yeah. takes a lot of the liability at least partially off of you you're like i might I have to start to them they even signed this saying that they understood that they had explained to them you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't hurt to do that well like there are those sheets like there are like like i wouldn't pass them like without that yeah. however 
Like, I feel like I should make like a well, like specific infractions. It's just a blank sheet you can fill out. Yeah. So that you yeah, can exactly. an exact issue where you're like, this guy might have a fucking problem with this later. Yeah. I'm going to sign off on this now so that I know. It just protects your back, right? And, and I got to tell you, man, like this like job as much. Like, I love my job. Please don't misunderstand that I, I absolutely love my job. And not a lot of people can say that. I absolutely love my job. Yeah. But when you get these moments of like mistakes that shouldn't be happening because we're so far in the course like i'm very forgiving of a lot of like minor mistakes and i'm very forgiving of like of like i I want you to learn like there has to be a line right there has to be like there has to be like you you have you're you're learning this so you have to be able to make mistakes however you need to know that some mistakes are too grave that you can't make again right like this guy has no idea how lucky he was and like it's that kind of stuff like so like i don't know like i try my best to be a good person but like i don't make friends with anyone in my training class until i'm done with them yeah that makes sense i'm not i'm not their buddy i'm their instructor and i have to be non-biased like I like the guy. I think he's a great guy. Personally, I think he's a wonderful human being. I'm nothing against the guy, and I have a whole like. There's a whole bunch of people I have this with. I'm just using the most recent example to talk to you. Also, I feel I've had this dire need to vent, and I haven't had that because I've been working. For, I've had so many doubles this week because yeah. a buddy called in sick with COVID, and I had to do his class too. Do you find that you obsess about work when you're not at work? No, never. No, that's good. Never. As soon as I'm out of there, I'm out of there. However, I just had no one to talk to about it. And, about it yeah. Yeah. And I just need to like, this is how I get it off my chest and then I'll never speak about it again. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I you just that. happen to be that person for me today, Sean. And all of you listeners, I hope, I, I hope that what I said was at least a remotely entertaining or you, you can go rel- up, like to the bar with friends or whatever. And all they want to talk about is work. I always find that so much fun and entertaining, like to just talk about it. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not right it's now. It's so fucking hard to tell with my face sometimes. I have no I idea. I'm 100%. I was just fucking with yeah, you. You heard my okay. feelings with the cigarette comment earlier. So I was like, I'm going to say something <laughs> mean after he finishes his story. At least what I said was funny, though. It wasn't that funny. I didn't laugh. I just thought it was fucking hurt. You did. I saw I you. I actually have video of you. I paint you nicely either. You're like, oh, I don't think I ever did it, so fuck you. Oh, yeah, you're okay. right. You're right. No, that's I fine. was obviously no. tongue-in-cheek about that, fine. Sean. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not like it hurt my fucking feelings or anything. It's not what you said. It's how you said it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. Ah, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. So do, I, I owe, do I owe you an apology? No, fuck no. I'm not a baby. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'll have a little cry after this and then I'll yeah. be fine again. No, no one make you feel better, Sean? A cigarette. <laughs> it wouldn't actually. <laughs> I have no that kind of thing now that you bring it up again. Um, That's good. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not that guy. I'm not good. even tempted back into shit. I am proud of you, by the way, for giving it up. Like, it was, uh, a, we it was discuss- an interesting We discussed. Experience. Yeah, we discussed it on the last episode that no one heard. Yeah, so it's not uh, like one of the in- most interesting things about it too is that with addiction of any kind, like I've really kept in contact with myself as a like in my inner self about the fact that it had nothing to do with cigarettes; it had everything to do with being addicted to something. 
you know what I mean? And make ensuring that I develop good hobbies and good practices now that replace smoking. You know what I, if that so makes what, any sense. What has replaced it? Um, little things, working out, playing disc golf, um, investing in myself, like doing nice things for myself. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't know if like if I can speaking make... of doing nice things for yourself. Yeah. I had a spa day this week. Yeah, that's interesting. How did you what was the experience like? Start from the beginning. I'd love to know everything about it because I've never been to a spa. I don't know what the fuck it entails. So Sean, yeah. I had no idea what I was getting into. And it wasn't like there wasn't like massages and stuff. What it was was just a place where you could experience all these different things. With the sole purpose of relaxing. So we started off in like, so like you get a robe. I recommend if you're a bigger fella like myself and uh, you are, buy your own robe. Know that it fits you. Because yeah. they have these robes that one size fits all. And that's not true. That's tough. It does yeah, not fit I've all. Been there. Yeah. I felt like a kid. Uh, no, I felt like I was like you know the movie Jack, but he's still wearing his ten year old clothes. Yeah, yeah, felt like that. That's tough. Yeah, or like in the movie Big when he wakes up and his fucking like yeah that. Unfortunately, um, I know exactly that feeling. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm walking around the whole spa in a fucking robe that just doesn't fit. So like, it, and then like there are some beautiful people there, both genders or. 47,000 genders or whatever you subscribe to. Easy um, <laughs> I just don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> anyway. Beautiful people, uh, carry on. There's just beautiful, beautiful people everywhere you go, right? And yeah. like, and like, there I am. Like, at the start of it, like, I was so self-conscious going like, oh my god, and like, this fucking robe doesn't fit. And like, That's uh, hard. Yeah, but like as soon as I let that go, and I just enjoyed, like I just leaned into everything. So like, Hillary set this up. So I'm, I'm gonna go into it. So Hillary okay. set this up for my birthday, and so we started off in this hot tub, and then there's like a cold plunge too. So you're going like back and forth. So like I'm I cold water in me, not not the best of pals, but like you know what, I'm here. I'm gonna try it. So I was in the hot tub, and then I kind of walked into the cold water and i was like no it's too cold go back to the hot tub but it's like a nice little game changer then i went back to the cold water got a little more into it and then like poured water all over myself it's really good for you spiking hot yeah. cold like that I've, I've heard i've, I've been there yeah so they say yeah so they say i've like i've no i've never done the research myself and so and then by the third time i'm like Fuck it. Burt Kreischer does uh, cold plunges all the time. I'm the machine. Mickey Metal Gene. And I just dunked my whole self under. And, like, you can not, like, swim, but you can kind of, like, it's not far or deep or anything. It's just, like, you can kind of go underwater and go out the other exit or entrance yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And so I did that and went back in the hot tub. And then we went into a sauna for a bit and just kind of relaxed. But then they have these things called rituals. And I went into this uh, steam room with Hillary and two other couples. And this person kind of leads you in like a guided meditation in a room full. Like it's like a steam shower, I guess is what it's called. 
and she leads you in this guided meditation and then gives you this mud to like rubble over your body and then like she you do like a self massage while she honestly sean i've never been so relaxed in my life yeah and there's I, these different like uh, uh, there's like a lab um yes i have okay. but i can't i can't do it on my own yeah, i can fair. only do a i can only do a guided meditation from what i learned my mind for me to go by myself it wanders too much it's hard, however yeah. if i can focus on somebody else i can i can it's get extremely into extremely so, like centering yes um so when i was like in my athlete days i actually used to do like these guided meditation but that's a story for a different time yeah, yeah. um just wondering so if like she that. yeah so yeah so like you do this like guided meditation and then there's like a lavender aroma and like steam and you're sweating or you're or it steams like you don't know you're just damp but yeah. it's nice and then like she gives you this mud and like your eyes are shut the whole time and then like like you like your sensory levels are at an all-time high and this thing lasts like 10 15 minutes and then like you do like a full you kind of give yourself a full body massage as the best you can and interesting and then then you kind of exit and then you like there's like a shower so you can rinse off all the whatever is on you like the mud the sweat everything and they have like these salt scrubs where like you can like rub yourself in like salt and lavender or salt and flowers or salt and mint and all this stuff uh kind of felt like that roll on sage thing you kind of gave me just with like a more grittier feel yeah yeah and then so like supreme like honestly it was one of the coolest things I ever i ever done and then we did another ritual uh in the sauna where this person has these different towels that have different aromas to them and she does this like i can only call like a towel dance interesting so you're sitting in the hot sauna she's doing these like movements and you're getting whiffs of these like powerful aromas and heat and all of this stuff yeah she's clothed okay i had to paint the full picture because i was imagining like could be either way it's it's a spa not a well yeah i don't fucking know do I know? Okay, them? yes, yes. Okay, I guess that's Japan a fan too. I've heard of that are like, I don't fucking know. I'm just asking questions. I guess that's fair, Sean. I'll let it slide. Um, Carry on. So she does this like towel dance, and you're getting whiffs of aromas and all this stuff, and like that was an amazing experience. And then like went down to like a mud mask with Hillary. And, like, you can have the room, you put on the mud mask, you have to keep it on for, like, they say no more than 10 minutes, and you sit in, like, this heated lounge chair, and then, like, they have, like, these, like, Tarzan robes, so you can just pull yourself up because of the way you're lounging. It's, I've never experienced anything like this in my entire life. Start to finish, how long was this whole experience? So, so you can book your time to go. Yeah. And then you can stay until they're closed. Interesting. And you can order drinks. You can order whatever you want. And they'll, like, find you and deliver it to you. Nice. What kind or of you can go to the, point do you know? I have no idea. Hillary paid for it. But yeah. I'm assuming it was, like, a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Like, that's what I'm 
worth that's what it, I'm assuming. That's it like if you, so you uh, came out just feeling like a million bucks kind of thing? or A what? million bucks. Honestly, I've never felt so relaxed in my entire life. Um, like the, like the self-consciousness with the, the, the robe went away real quick. Yeah. The showers, like this, like, I, I don't know how I've never done like this kind of like experience before. The only thing that could have made it like a better experience is if I got like a massage or something. Yeah, for sure. Have you been for like a pedicure ever? No, but I, I've, I've been told that I should get one. Yeah. You just, why haven't you gone? not like didn't have the opportunity no one's ever offered kind of thing or it's not a thing i've ever thought about okay fair enough that's, I've that's just a couple all it times is now and i gotta say it's fucking pretty cool like just having like a moment like anytime you do self-care in this kind of way like going to a spa or massage really like you're just taking a moment to like give back to yourself you know and the pedicure yeah. is the same thing it's not that expensive they take care like they massage your feet really fucking nicely they soak them they like rub cream on it afterwards i don't fucking know but all i know is afterwards you're like oh fuck they feel nice like walking around we work on our feet so it's how much how much does that go for i think it's like 30 to 50 dollars at tops fuck that's not bad i would i could invest in and like i was thinking the other day like my feet like i'm on my feet like on a normal day like i'm on my feet a lot if I had money, and like, I would be going every single Friday after work. Do it, and then your weekend, like the couple times that oh. I have gone, it's so like you feel like you can walk again. They like take yeah. certain spots of your skin that just develop calluses over and over and over again. You you feel better for like a month moving forward in your work boots, in your shoes, yeah. walking around the house in your feet. It just like holy fuck, it's it's pretty intense. If you get a good one, even if you get a bad one. They're still fucking massaging yeah. your feet. You're sitting in a massage chair while this all happens too, right? So that's my thought process, man. Like, I think I I'd be into that. I think yeah, I, I do should, it, bro. Yeah. You deserve it. That's Ooh. the way I look at this shit now. Like, we're getting old, bro. It happens quick. Uh, Take care of yourself. Yeah. Do you get massage benefits with your job? I do. Yeah. Do you take advantage of it? Yes, sir. I'll usually like push it because like i know when my shit resets every year it's like on a date it resets on this date every year so i'll keep a few in the bank i'll use one or two as just a relaxation massage when i'm like sore but i always want to save a few in case i actually have a problem like if my lower back's really fucking hurting for a short period of time i'll be like okay i need to go use this for medical purposes but you don't have to use it for medical purposes. You can just go have a nice fucking massage. I, I had to get a subscri- prescription for massages so I can get it. And I got it last year. Okay. And I still haven't. I worked for this company for five years. And I've never taken advantage of it. That's the I think I, thing we all do with our benefits. We don't use them. Like fucking yeah. the dentist, the massager, the everything. Even people who need glasses like fucking you dude i haven't had my eyes i haven't had my eyes checked in since i was 18 years old do you need glasses i don't think so okay well you would know no but but see that's the that's another thing so like deanna and her mom were heavy into optometry and i think like deanna's mom now is like a teacher for optometry part-time or something okay at, at a local school don't quote me on this. I may have misheard, but yeah, I, the I optometry it. shit, uh, the optometry shit. They know some shit about is, eyes. 
they, they know stuff about eyes. Yeah. Like if I told Auntie Auntie Amelia, or as I like to call her Auntie M, yeah. that uh, I haven't had my eyes checked since I was eighteen years old, she fucking flipped out on me. Because <laughs> apparently, I wouldn't know if there was a problem. Yeah, my eyes I... would be so used to what I've been seeing that I wouldn't know that I would need glasses. That makes sense. There's so many opportunities for puns within this. Like we both keep saying, oh. "Hi!" It's so much fun. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. You don't know until you don't know. I'm lucky. I've had really good vision most of my life, but so did my dad. Right up until he didn't. So there's yeah. like a turning point where I gotta be watchful. Yeah, of. no, it, no. I and I agree. Like my parents always had good eyes until they didn't. And like my mom needs glasses, but she uses fucking cheaters from like the pharmacy I, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like she doesn't use like, that. yeah, she doesn't use like real people's it's like glasses. Like a generic fucking prescription. Yeah. So it'll make it a little better. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, yeah. But, like, so my like, point, my no, point like, is, like that's another. That's my next thing to get checked out is like my eyes. Yeah. Um. All I can say about it is. Go to the fucking massager. Go to the fucking place. Get the shit done. You spend money every month. Think about your working career. How many times you've paid into benefits? Every time, pretty much. And if you haven't used them, it's like, I don't know, wasting fucking money like crazy. At least if you use them, you feel like, eh, I'm getting a little bit kickback here. It's You still have to pay sometimes, like, if it's percentage-based yeah. or whatever, but... So worth it. The yeah. first couple times I went for a massage, I was hesitant. I, I don't know why. The same with uh, stupid masculine shit about not wanting to go get a pedicure. Like, that's for girls. I don't want to go. I don't, like, maybe that's where it came from. I don't know why I hadn't gone. But when the first time I went for a massage, afterwards, I was like, look at me. I can bend my back. Look at, and it doesn't hurt. Look, look, look. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and you don't realize how much pain you're in walking through life until you're not like, in pain anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have had the stiffest traps. I don't know when they weren't, to be honest with you. Yeah. And all I want, and make fun of me for sounding homosexual if you want, but all I want is to find, like, a Chris Hemsworth type man to just deal with that oh dude i've got a couple guys that i go see for massages i'll, I'll go to see girls or guys it doesn't bother me as long as they're good at their job but i've had mm -hmm. a, a really muscular hawaiian dude he's at one of the mm -hmm. places i go see and he's like maybe i want to i'm gonna fuck around when i say this but he's like four foot five four foot five inches tall he's a short man but he's a very stocky man and a very thick man you would not want to get punched by this man he reminds me of like a barbarian of some kind like if he punched you because he's low to the ground and he's like a thick dude but man he mm. moves me around on the table like i'm a five-year-old he's like hey lift this shoulder up now and i'm like i go to like move and i'm already up because he just kind of moves me and bends me around and grabs my shoulders from underneath and grinds shit and moves shit. but then i leave and i'm like oh my god and he's like hey stop putting your wallet on your left side because he knows that I'm doing that because he knows my muscles, like the muscles so well, not just mine, but in general, we are a map and they have, they don't need a map. They know like, you know what I'm saying? Like they have, yeah, yeah, no, exactly they have the roots saying. memorized is what the analogy I was trying to pull from there. 
it's fucking crazy and it feels so good afterwards like your sciatic nerve sometimes acts up different reasons you don't even realize it like i said but then they fix it and you're like what the fuck i can move properly again like amazing amazing all right why would like and especially well, you you've experienced spa day now did you feel good afterwards dude i felt amazing you want Hillary to feel- and i went for suit we so, went for sushi like right after it was the best day so feel better more use your benefits use the shit you pay for why not have that feeling once a month go whether it be massage or whether it be a pedicure switch hit it massage this month pedicure that month had a bad day had a tough week go fucking do some of this shit love yourself man life's too short to feel like shit half the time you know what you're doing a pretty convincing job here i'm pretty sure that I'm going for a massage this week or next. Like, well, I'm going to book like, one. I, I got a, I have like an admin day next Friday. I think uh, I'm going to have a late start to work. And I think I'm going to go in for uh, treat myself to a nice little massage. There's no way you'll ever regret it. That's all I can say. It's like, do I regret joy? Do I regret happiness? <laughs> you know what I mean? Very fair point. Like Hillary was talking to me like, oh, fuck, I got to book a massage. And I never do. I said I was going to book one last week, and I didn't. Yeah. And she's like, did you book a massage? I'm like, no. She's just like, you're all talk, no action. I'm like, only when it comes to stuff for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hate it like, if she needed, if she needed anything, like, if she needed anything, and I say yes, it gets done. Yeah. Like, almost immediately. I love the memes where it's like, the look on your face when you see your wife doing something she asked you to do three minutes ago, and you forgot. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. Too funny. I don't even live. I I don't live in her place. Like today I took out her trash. Like, I don't know. Like I'll do her little favors. Like I'm leaving her place at an ungodly hour and I know it's her garbage day. Let me just do her this solid. Yeah. That's a solid man move. A lot of the ladies in life that I've experienced just want a man to be able to do some of these things for them. You know what I mean? They don't want to, a lady doesn't want to fucking take out the trash sometimes. It is what it is. Oh, like, she's a fucking champ too. Like, we've got some heavy snowfalls. She shovels her own driveway and all this stuff. And then she has to go out when the fucking city comes around with their fucking little plow and fucks it all up and all this stuff. It's good to have a partner in crime with stuff like that, right? Well, she but she does it like I, I told her like listen if I can make it after work I'll be happy to do it or all, all this stuff but like there's certain times like I work late or I just can't do it and or I've never done it for her once I don't want to sound like I, I do this task where I've never shoveled her driveway I'm gonna I'm not even gonna pretend like I have but like I have offered yeah and I feel like that's just as good because my intentions are good there's nothing better than the empty offer. I know that I won't be there in time to do it because like I have work and I have shit going on. However, I will I offer as she, <laughs> but I've mowed, I've motor grass a few times. Like I've done like the manly task and all that stuff. Like yeah. I've done, like, I don't mind doing like a chore here or there. Like it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, bro. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. So you watch anything okay. in the last couple of weeks here, or what? I want to say that I watched Picard because I really want to know what what's going on. But the week I had, I just 
it's either been working or sleeping. Like I've actually had uh, honestly, so but anything, it was a bullshit filler episode, anyways. So don't feel like you need to hurry up and watch it by any means. Is it really? No, it's fucking amazing, Tom. It was so good in so many <laughs> levels. I just wish I could fucking talk to you about it. Fuck. I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. If you want, like. I'll watch it later, and if you have time tomorrow, we can do like a bonus twenty minutes of just talking about it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we've 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 done it before. Yeah, no, it's all good. What about uh, shrinking? Where are you at on that? Yeah, I haven't watched watch anything. I haven't watched anything cool this week. No. Well, what about Stargate? We haven't talked about that in a long time. I know you watched Stargate. Um, I am well into season eight. Nice. Well into it. Um, I was skeptical at first about um. O'Neill being in charge. Yeah. But I fucking love it now. It's only Good. made his character funnier. Good. Um don't care much for uh what's her name? Uh Captain Carter's fucking fiance. Don't care no. much for him. No. Especially like because know what this show does really well. Know what it does so fucking well. I didn't no, I wanted O'Neill and Carter together until that one episode where there was a Samantha Carter that was with O'Neill, and then you're just like, now I want this more than ever, and they can't be together because of their fucking whatever the fuck, and they they know it, they've acknowledged it, they've even said things, and I I want it to happen, but they keep on not delivering, and that's fucking fantastic. You Keep know, not delivering. One thing I want to say, like a weird point. It's kind of, I don't even know how what my point is, but I'm going to try to say it anyways. There's something about Samantha Carter, her intelligence, her strength of a character. They never tried to sell her as a sex symbol, but boy, is never she once. Ever, but boy, is she ever because of her brain? Because she's it's so attractive seeing a strong woman who's so smart. And like it, I love that about Stargate too. The way that they paint characters, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not just Stargate that does this. Like look how much of a badass Beverly Crusher was, or Deanna Troy. Like yes, they're feminine and attractive, but you know what they are? The best at their fucking field. Like and boss bitches, they're fucking awesome. Yes, for Crusher, not as much for Troy because she always wore tight skanky clothes. So we got no no sexualism from her. I, 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 I I. I I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I think you're not getting her enough credit as a, a therapist. No, I do respect her as a therapist as well and as a telepath. But I'm just saying, like, there was a sexual selling point to Deanna Troy. There wasn't to Crusher and there isn't to Sam Carter. There's no, like, picture of them in either of the shows where you're like, ooh, that one scene, she looks sexy. Or she looked hot in that fucking... You know what I mean? There's not that. Yeah. It's just like they're so beautiful because of the type of woman they are. The strong. Be, be honest with me. Be honest with me for a second, though. The few times that Deanna Troy wore the uniform, hot. You dug it, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah you well, dug of it. <laughs> and what am I a fucking psychopath? Of course it was hot. Because <laughs> you're not used to it, you know. And that, sometimes that's a thing, right? That's why people dress up for each other or whatever because it's something completely different that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I, I dig that too, you know. But. Uh-huh. I just want. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page on that. Oh, yeah. Like, I borderline like prefer her in uniform. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's that's uh, 
it's a professional look for sure, and that there's something about. That I but too. not to say that she would looked unprofessional though. I don't want. I don't want that like in her normal. I don't know what you wore, what she wore, like a, <laughs> it, it, the leotard or what. I don't know what that's called. What she wore. Yeah, I don't know either. Jumpsuit, we'll say maybe. Uh, may, maybe romper. Kinda. Uh, maybe I don't know, but like I never. Not like she was never made to not be taken seriously. Yeah, that's very true. They never. You know what I mean? That way, it wasn't presented in that kind of a way. You're you're totally right. Right. She was beautiful and sexy, but she was never like, like she was just there to be beautiful and sexy. There are shows, like let's be honest, Enterprise. Like as much as uh, uh, who's the Vulcan? To Paul. To Paul. As much as T'Pol is a smart and a Vulcan and all that stuff, she was not there to make fucking... She was not there for... Yeah. They brought you know her on I mean? as a sex sells kind of situation. Just like Seven of yeah. Nine and, you know, in Voyager when they brought her character in. It was that we want a really attractive female to attract the nerds. Sorry. The, the nerds were attracted. Yeah, we didn't need to be, but it helps. I mean... Yeah, I guess, and then you have like the Tasha Yar argument, but like, yeah, I'll t- I'll take Deanna Troy or Beverly Crusher over Tasha Yar any day of the week. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I, like, if you want, if you want, like, like if you give me the evening, I'll watch everything, and we can do like thirty minutes added to this podcast tomorrow or later tonight even we could but it's hard when we do that sometimes because it's just chop unless we come on to just talk about it we can yeah no no we can like we can we can just do it like that yeah i'm not opposed to that's for sure and this part is like recorded too so the fans can expect it too like all right here's the bit about us like tom caught up on some shit and then like now we can give our takes on these two shows that we're enjoying one other thing was there uh any emails this week do you know did you check I hate you. <laughs> you know what you're doing, and we talked about this. Um, Those of you that don't know, fine. Let's hit the fucking email song button right here, right now. Hey, when we get emails, we got two sides to every email. Two sides to everyone. Two sides to every email. Settle in. Okay, but someone decided to wrote uh, write an anonymous email unanonymously. <laughs> so Sean Sides writes in to, uh, to the subject line, Tom is amazing and screw Sean. <laughs> Hi, guys. I just wanted to write this email to show Tom some love. In recent episodes, you received emails that were a bit one-sided yes that is a sides joke everyone needs to leave tom alone you sound like britney that person like leave britney alone (laughs) leave her alone some aspects of wrestling are real and sean's puns are stupid (laughs) he says after a fucking sean pun (laughs) and tom is handsomer leave my cousin alone you bullies i mean tom leave tom alone as in as this email is anonymous sent from my iphone so 
Are you happy now? Are you well, happy I'm that I read that out? The type of comedian who laughs at his own jokes, but that was fucking funny. And the whole I laughed. Like, I laughed when I read that last week after the podcast. <laughs> but like, I don't mind getting shit well, as long as I can get fired up. Having a hard time. You're, Kieran and Addy have been taking my side and picking on you, and I'm tired of it. I was like, someone needs to fucking take Tom's side. And so I wrote, yes, I was meant to be anonymous. You know, I should have disguised it a little better. I'm not very good at being anonymous. I like to be heard. But I thought mm. I should reach out and just simply say, you know, Tom has some good points from time to time. <laughs> Listen, I don't need <laughs> validation. I, it felt I like know. Last episode, I was like, no. he got beat on a little bit. I'm going to no. hear him up. No, no, no. See, see here's what happened, Sean. And I feel like you know what happened. You you and I get in a little bit of a, a tiff, a disagreement, or a, a little tete-a-tete we see of some sort. We different sides of the story, we'll say. Yes. And uh, your, your little crony, your little henchman, your little... <laughs> You know, your little uh, guard dog decides he wants to chime in. That's fine. I don't mind. He's he's your friend. He's your friend, and he loves you. He is a good friend. And I and I and I respect that. Sometimes when I don't, I I don't need. I get it. I don't need. I don't need my people to do that. I know. I know my truth. I, I know where I'm right. People to do that. That's why I supported you. Because like, it's hard when you're publicly wrong sometimes. And I wasn't own, wrong. You know, even your own friends, I see that right. So I just wanted to like at least be the shining light in your life, so that you know that yes, you don't have the type of friends who are going to back you sometimes in these situations. But your fucking cousin always will. Always you know will. what? I'm glad I didn't apologize about making fun of the bragging for smoking thing. Because you've become <laughs> so condescending at the tail end of this podcast. We were no, talking about spa days and relaxation. And then you come off as such a fucking arsehole. Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? You apologize because I knew we were going to get to this at some point, And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to make him do that and then do that to him later. It's too fucking rude. So. I'm gonna come off as such a cock later. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no need to, no need to apologize. Nice. I don't fucking need your apology. I thought that was a good bit. Yeah. I so, like what do you say? Uh, well, we're gonna disappear for a bit, watch some shows, and then re- yeah, buddy, yeah. We'll tune and then in for, half an hour later on tonight, and we'll see where we're at. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so um, we're going to be immediately back, right. and we're just going to talk about yeah. shows. And as promised, we're back, and we're here to discuss uh, Picard. So, Sean, I got all, all caught up. Nice. Excellent. How, how did you feel? Did you? I know, like, I wanted, like, when we were talking earlier, I wanted so badly to be like, they tied in Wolf 359. I just yep. want to like scream that to you across the screen because obviously big deal, you know, huge deal. Like that scene was so fucking intense. And I guess we only ever saw it from the, uh, the enterprise's perspective. Yeah. The people, we like, there was a bunch of ships that got wrecked in that battle. Yeah. 11,000 people or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a pretty and then deal. and then to be one of the survivors. Yeah, I too would hold a grudge against Picard. Yeah, it would be hard not to, right? Knowing that I don't know, like when any tragedy happens, is just everything's all just forgiven immediately afterwards. No, and the, harbored feelings, of course. And then the the only Borg to be given a name. He like the I like how he put it. So vicious, they gave him a name. Yes. Cutest of Borg. Yo, it was pretty cool. <laughs> like I think they made Lucutus out to be like more badass than he was. What I would like to hear, yeah, I agree in a certain way, but not really too. It was scary at the time. It was just, but I would like to see now um, Picard's uh, Starbucks cup. You heard, we heard Worf's the other day. The bane of the Duras family. <laughs> to yeah. hear Picard's, he could be like. The owner of a very fancy historic vineyard, the bane <laughs> of the Federation, Locutus of Borg, the most respected admiral in Starfleet. Like, I'd like to yeah. read his Starbucks cup. Is all I'm saying. He has a pretty good introduction to himself. He, he does, but yeah, he was, but he was terrified. Like, like I remember, like how terrifying it was when he came on the screen and he turned his head and he was yeah, like, "Yeah, it was I, fucking awesome." Um. Yeah, Sean did the head turn. Sorry for <laughs> those listening to the audio podcast. Um, no, absolutely unreal. And then we had this, um, just these great moments of just good Star Trek. Uh, Bum Wharf wasn't in the episode, but I liked that. But like, you know what it was? It felt like a classic TNG episode to me. With the like, we're dead in the water, but like, I don't know what this is, but like, it's giving off energy, and we seem to have power every single time. And then let's use science, right? And like the the lore of Star Trek has always been like scientific based, not necessarily action based. And you know, the, mm-hmm. obviously, the new um, incarnations of Star Trek have given us lots of action based, but they still love to remind us from time to time that it is science based show, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, it, it's just that was cool to see Riker throwing a fucking asteroid at the Shrike. That was pretty badass. So badass. How do they not do that? Like, that's such a sweet-ass tactic. Like, I'm going to throw a rock at you, motherfucker. Let's take it back to the playground for a second here and uh, throw some rocks at each other. I liked it. Yeah. Because she threw a ship at them. So it was like, hit for tat. You throw a ship at me, I'm going to throw a rock at you. It was equal, you know? Oh, fuck. Was it ever? It was one of the coolest, like, Riker maneuvers I've ever seen. And then, you know realizing how Riker's been since the death of his son. And then that, that scene between him and Deanna Troy, that was, that was emotional. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see her not on a screen? Um, I don't know. Like there's still so much left and so little left at the same time. So we don't really know. Like you mentioned, we didn't really see Worf in this episode or Raffaella, what they're, what's going on in their story. So I feel like pretty soon they're going to pull to that. I think, like, yeah, they're not. We're not gonna get the fucking uh, like, uh, what's the ship called right now? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. The Sh- Shrek or no, the their ship, the Federation ship. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, oh, like the ship that Picard's on. Oh, Titan. Titan. Okay, sorry. We're sorry, I thought you. Gonna... I thought you meant the ship that Worf and her. No, were. no, sorry. Oh, like, I what know. I was trying to say, yeah, that would be impressive if you pulled that name out. What I was trying to say is like, where I don't think the next episode is going to be a Titan-based episode. I think it's going to be like. Worf, Raphael, their journey. So we don't know. Maybe they can encounter Troy 
on that side of things as well until they bring it and culminate everything together. Like the same is true with Jordy. We haven't seen him pop up yet, really. We've seen his daughter, but we haven't seen LaForge, the man mm-hmm. himself, right? So, well, I think that's coming in the next episode. Like it has to. Like more. you go back to Starfleet. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're probably gonna send him back to a starbase where he, he goes like, "Yo, my daughter almost died. Yeah, I'm gonna go see her." Museum be damned. We don't know. That's what's so fucking cool about it is like where, when, why, how. We are running out of episodes. I know it's only episode four, but like they got a story to tell here, so we're gonna start getting something. And and what a story they're telling. Yeah, age and like the friendship and the bonds of family and the importance of these things in every direction, right? Like we no. saw Picard meeting his son. We see Riker like. Um, trying to pull his family closer to him after a tragedy and realizing that he fucked up because he didn't cope with it, you know, the way that would be ideal, I guess, right? Yeah. No, I agree. And, um, like, we're getting a lot of emotions. Like, I still can't get over that bar scene of, like, um, Captain Shaw just tearing into, like, uh, and then... In front no of one- the- too which is super like yeah he just feels that strongly about it sorry but continue and then like but you see why he refuses to call seven of nine seven of nine yeah and he has a fair reason to hate the fucking board yeah it's not and not at all true in the way like seven of nine is so bored Mm -hmm. to have her as your first officer is just like and that's why he's so like took such a hard stance. And now everyone's like, "Oh, maybe he's not such a bad cat." In certain ways, other people are like, hey, "How dare you yell at John Luke that way?" But you know, that's just tragedy. That's how it works. Well, like you know what I mean. Like it, it, it gave me both feelings. It gave me the like, "How fucking dare you?" But also like, I had no idea the fucking current like you you don't think about it like when you're watching that war you you're only watching it from the perspective of the survivors right so you're like oh all's well as ends well and then you're like holy fuck so many ships got wrecked in that for sure you you know like you would hope that certain people got transported off or uh, beamed away or anything like that but on a deep space nine site today i saw something that said um, Shaw said everything that Cisco wanted to in the first episode when he had to sit mm-hmm. down with Picard. Like Shaw let it go, whereas Cisco didn't give him anything and didn't say that. But that was like we've seen two different captains or commanders, commanding officers now square off with Jean Luc Picard in this manner of like "fuck you, buddy," like you ruined my life, you know, or whatever. Right? Like it's it's interesting. Like I I also get like. He was taken in by the Borg, and he became somebody else. Oh, but yeah, also, he's, a, he's a victim just as much as they are, which is the, the fucked up part of, like, victim mm-hmm. shaming in both directions, right? Yeah, but he's also the one that did it. Like, he had zero control. But, like, I, the, 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 the spot that, like, like if, it, if he didn't forgive himself for what he went through, I don't think he would be able to handle the shit you have to be able to have, like, I wasn't me. Yeah. How do you not throw yourself down every time someone has a comment like that? Because like you said, he had forgiven himself. He knows that it wasn't his fault. And he has to take it on the cheek, though, too, as to what people say to him. Like, he didn't come and 
give that defense and say I was because he's listening to them because he's a smart old dude and he's like you know you need to be heard obviously with the he has a right to be heard as well you Mm -hmm. know um so what about the um my personal favorite was that gut-wrenching scene of of Jack Crusher asking Picard if he ever had or wanted a family that was cool like uh I liked the way they man like it's such good storytelling right from the get-go when you see the officers come in imagine like you see a hero it's like seeing a celebrity in a store you walk up and they're you know he's just entertaining the crowd you know waiting to take that first bite of his food that's clearly gotten cold and he's just he liked to have the forum a little bit too and to Mm -hmm. see like them insert jack crusher there and to see you know years later then him realizing wait the fuck a second i have like in you know processing what you say the biggest thing i took from that scene is boy we can be jackasses sometimes and boy our opinions sometimes in the situations that we're in in the present can really be different in the future which well, is I funny also, too. i also think he kind of caters to i think you have to know the answer to like I, that's a hard question for picard to answer right did you ever want a family and i think the answer to that is yes but then yeah. you have all these fucking cadets there yeah, he has it locked and loaded because it's not the first time he's been asked. We've seen yeah, him get yeah. asked this in the show in Next Generation and after that point too, right? Where he's like, I never, you know, I didn't have time for that. I had a career. And so that's just who he was. And like, there's those guys out there in our world right now who are, I don't want to be a father. I don't want to be a dad. I don't ever want to be a father or a dad in any kind of way or a mother. You know, it, it is people make that choice if they want to. That's the thing about life. You broke. Yeah, I don't want to be a mother. Yeah, and he didn't procreate. You might have to be a mother one day. You never know. You could have a child. Your partner could die. You have to take over motherly responsibilities as well. That's just life. And that's why I said mother or father because yeah. people who your dad was both for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I gotta know. Do you know what? What's the bad per Vanek? Something like that. Yeah. What is she a changeling? I was really confused by that scene as well, but it sure felt like it to me. I like turned to Crystal and I was like, I think that means that she's a changeling or it was some kind of like weird changeling technology that we've mm. never seen. Cause let's be clear. We've seen dominion technology and the Gemindar and the board maybe there's other changeling level technology. We haven't seen that that could have been a part of, I was very like intrigued, but also like, what the fuck was that? Like, didn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense to me, but I could see her being a changeling based on the look of the actress they chose to play the role too. It could be a little bit further along of a changeling than an Odo. Hmm. That's fair too. I'm very intrigued to find like once this all becomes unraveled, I'm into it. Like the changeling that was on the Titan, that scenes those scenes were fucking dope. Yeah, it was interesting for sure. I liked uh, all of it. It's just such a wild ride, and it, the episodes end so quickly. I'm like, fuck, it's over again, goddammit. <laughs> the fastest 45 minutes of my life. Yeah, seriously. But no, I think, like, I don't know. It's just good programming. I'm excited to see what is to come next. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there was some kind of a weird tie-in with Jack and the Red Lady or the Red, you know what I mean? You notice all that Red... There's mm-hmm. been red on their faces in a couple spots, like the the yeah. Vedic there. You we're gonna go with Vedic. I don't know if that's the legit name, but the red veins on her faces, like it, maybe it's just scars, but maybe it's not. 
why is it all like there's some kind of grand connection obviously to all of this yeah i and i can't wait to find out like once it unravels like i'm assuming we're getting 10 episodes yeah i hope for 13 oh god but, yeah that would be a dream but like 26 would be oh yeah they're like yeah we decided we pumped out like yeah one a week for forever I'm good with that. Everyone was <laughs> back on board. I'd watch it. If they fucking made an episode every week for the rest of my life, I'd watch every episode. Oh, so right. would I. So, so would I. Yeah. But no, I wish it, it never ended. Like, this makes me wish it never ended. Yeah, exactly. To me, like, I've spoken about this many times. When it all ended and Star Trek was, like, wrapped up, I just begged and pleaded. And the 2009 movies came out, and I was so excited and, you know, gave them the love they deserved in the time. But they helped stem and bring upon this whole new generation of Star Trek because of the interest they drummed up. And it, when you thought it was dead, it's completely gone. And they're like, that's all you get. I would just dream of seeing like, what could have been, I loved the last episode of TNG because it showed like what could, what could be, you know? And then mm. it gave us an idea. Now we're seeing what was. So it's mm. just fucking cool. Yeah. It's nice to see that Picard, is an elderly man, but he's not as elderly. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he they have made him ugly hair. Like the barbers still work. Yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know what the shit that was about, but you gotta do what you gotta do it back then in the nineties. Too old to go to the barber, Sean. Too old. Yeah, I mean, um, if you never grown long hair too, because you were in the Starfleet all that time, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna grow it out. I like that scene too with Jack Crusher. So let's get the elephant out of the room. When did you start losing your hair? It's like, you're like, what, 23, 24? <laughs> that was crazy. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yeah, I love those little, the little tiny quips that they've given us in those moments. Yeah. It's like, fuck, that's good. Yeah, yeah like, they're giving fun. everyone some good fucking lines. And yeah. Hell, like, Picard said fuck in this episode, did he not? The first time I've ever heard that man swear like that, other than on his Instagram or other people's, like, interviews no. or whatever right it was weird to see him swear on screen like that it's very oh. unbecoming of a man of theater yeah have you ever seen the movie uh the green room never heard of it though no. so it's a movie uh starring patrick stewart as like the bad guy so what happens is um this band that stars uh and anton yelchin he played chekhov in the 2009 yeah. movies and he ended up passing away so he, his band plays this show at a place that I think is like full of white white supremacists and shit like that, and then like they see something they shouldn't have, and then they lock themselves in the green room, and then they have to escape. And like Picard's like, or Jean, uh, Patrick Stewart's like the head of the like they're Nazis, and he plays a fucking villain. I really recommend you give it a watch. I would check that out for sure. He's a very yeah. like well versed actor, obviously. Yeah. Love the guys. So, Love, but no, it's been oh, fun. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. Um, real quick, you want to get into shrinking? How how did you like that that episode? I watched this week's episode. Okay. I started, haven't finished it, but I'm not caught up. Otherwise, it's a really fun journey. It's a fun it, show to watch. It's just very like interpersonal how people relationships and like develop. I'd recommend it to people to check out. Love mm -hmm. Jason Siegel, obviously, like I've said in previous episodes. So if you're into him, you'll enjoy the show thoroughly. All the other actors and actresses. It really fucking blows my mind. You fucked me up the other day. I didn't mention it. Well, when you said that that's Kate from the Drew Carey show, I didn't believe you. And I've every time I watch it, I'm staring at her face like, is that fucking her? 
Is that really a fucking her? I didn't even, I didn't want an internet movie database. I wanted to discover it on my own that it is in fact her. Because I too mm-hmm. had that, like loved Kate in that show. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And she was a long ass time ago. So it's, I just. Krista Miller has been a babe my entire, like. had such a I'm, hard time seeing her in her though. Because it's just like, I haven't seen her since Drew Carey's show. So coming mm-hmm. to see her in this and it's like, at that voice, I'm like, okay, I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, that that is her. But uh, the face and stuff, it's just taking me a while to catch up. It's going to take some time to, for me to adjust to, like, I just haven't seen her since then. So it, it's weird to be like, where have you been? What else have you been in? Like, all that stuff, right? It, it's been weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's a good, it's a good time. It's, um, it's sappy and funny at the same time. Like, it toes that line between sadness and happiness and... <clears throat> That's why I want you to get into Ted Lasso. Season three starts March March fifteenth, and it's a show you should really get into. If yeah, you like I'm shrinking gonna... at all, you should really lean into it. I yeah, know I'm that try to get on it for sure. We've had Leon to try and get you all, get you there, and I've had other people just being here going, "Yeah, you should probably watch Ted Lasso." <laughs> just it's it's such a positive show. Um, I think we I, I think we knocked it out of the park here, Sean. I think we talked yeah, about great. all we needed to talk about. Great uh, um, check-in. Good job. Yeah. So uh, that being said, uh, let's wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Have a good one, everyone. Sides of the story. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story. On TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to two sides of the story pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.